Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Tech Podcast. This is my third attempt of recording this episode. And so I'm trying to just keep it concise. So I think because it was like the hundredth episode that I've done, kind of got in my head of like, you know, wanting to talk about all these different things. So I'm going to try to avoid that. What I'm going to talk about is I just got rid of a bunch of stuff, a lot of things. And these things that I've gotten rid of were many of the things that I had in storage. Now that I've pulled everything from my office and also from like the storage that I had, everything came inside, everything's been I've been going through everything and I've donated a bunch of stuff, but I had a whole section that I was setting up for items to sell items that I know have value or that I just want to see go to someone that would appreciate it as opposed to like donating it and maybe it'll end up in the trash. Like I'm trying to keep it out of that for some, you know, I, I think that way. So I was selling things. I was using eBay. It's going fine, um, and I was listing, you know, a few things every week, and I had a pretty good sort of um, system set up, and you know, just sort of making progress. And I started to see the pile get smaller and smaller and smaller, but it, there were still piles there, like more than one pile. And so I realized that what I was going to do is a couple days ago, I took everything that I had in this pile that was video game related in one way or another. There's a used store that I know I, you know, have to actually go to. Um, but I, you know, I created a trip, boxed up a bunch of stuff. Um, and took it to that store and gave it all to them at the same time. When I say gave it to them, like, you know, they offer store credit or, or cash. And, um, so I was able to get rid of many, many things all at once. So it went like from several piles for me to like sort of separating the piles by genre and then taking all the video game stuff and just dumping it all at once. And in that pile was certain things that I had a strong nostalgia for. And I made a podcast a little while ago about two of those things. I had a I had an old school style flat screen TV that was really great for retro gaming. And I had a PlayStation 2. And the TV itself was really difficult for me to get rid of, you know, and, and so what I did was I had I'd created enough space and gotten rid of enough clutter where I actually set up the TV. Instead of, instead of this TV, retro TV sitting in a corner somewhere forever, not being used, I just I set it up, plugged everything in, plugged in the PlayStation 2, and what I recognized is the nostalgia that I had for that television 
was stronger than the practical application. Like it was, it really was the nostalgia for me. You know, it's like if you remember a certain movie, like maybe from your childhood, and you just remember it as being such a great thing, and you've built it up in your head, and then if you watch it as an adult, like sometimes it holds up, right? Sometimes you're like, oh yeah, that really was enjoyable, and I really did like it. But sometimes you watch it, and you're like, oh my gosh, like this is terrible. Like you know, like I would have had to been a kid to like this at the time. And so it wasn't that to an extreme, but it was just looking at the 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 screen you know having everything set up it just was not practical you know like having a smaller screen it was a 20 inch screen you know you want to sit closer to the tv so you want to get closer to it or like move you know move the seating closer and that just it felt weird um and ultimately you know if there was games that i wanted to play from that era most of them have been re-released on newer systems so you really don't need the old one but essentially regardless of all those things it was just that i finally recognized that for some of the items i have again the items for you may be completely different but for me the nostalgia outweighed the practical use of the item and so i finally got rid of that what also helped is I, I took it to a place where I know that they sort of appreciate some of this quirky retro stuff. So, you know, of course they could just discard it or whatever, but there's a higher likelihood that they'll appreciate it. And that makes me feel better, like giving it to someone that I know could potentially be a good custodian of it, right? As opposed to... It just being sitting in a corner and if it is going to sit in the corner of their house somewhere then you know that's fine too <laughs> i mean you know i don't know it's just yeah so that was a big one another one was and the, i wanted to title this episode special editions because with the tv um and with some of the other items that i ended up giving away they were essentially like rare items they were like once i let them go i had to be comfortable with the fact that i will not i will likely not be able to get those things back in the condition that they were when i you know when i sold them and so i had this rare special edition boxed set game thing it doesn't even matter what it is it just it was just a rare item that i had that i spent good money on when i got it but again even though like i liked it and i it's something that i enjoyed to in some extent the reality of it is it, it just sat in storage for years for years and that's exactly what was going to continue to happen with it. It was just going to sit in storage. And as cool as it is, and it's nice to, you know, when it sits in storage, it doesn't get any use, so it stays in that, like, new condition. But it just it just was not getting any use. 
I was not even displaying it anywhere, right? Because like, it has this artwork and all this kind of stuff. Like, I it's I don't have, I don't have space to put it anywhere. I really don't. I would have to have a, you know, like dedicated rooms, just to house this extra special edition stuff. And even if I had that, I I don't know. I mean, it's like. Enjoying something at the moment is different. Like, in, in being present with something is different than, like, enjoying something, being present with it, and then, like, holding on to it indefinitely in, in, in some storage somewhere. It doesn't make a lot of sense, ultimately. It's like a lot of this is coming down to living in the moment. It's the... I think if I was to summarize like everything that I've been doing, one of the ways to summarize it would be it's an it's an a, a a real attempt to live in the moment, to live in the now. Because it's so easy not to, it's so easy to live in the past or to worry about the future. Um and all these items that I was holding on to represented me at a given point in time, right? It represented my interest and my enjoyment at a certain point in time in history. But I'm not at that point in history anymore. I'm at the now point of history. And it's just too easy to stay in that past state which is where I've, you know, which is kind of what happens. And it it's almost like as you start to get, like, older, it's it becomes unclear, like, what your identity was at a certain point of time may have been more clear than it becomes, right? Because as you, you're changing and evolving, and sometimes it's, it's difficult because you're bringing all this stuff from the past with you, but you don't really get to an, a chance to assess where you are now. And so I feel like, you know, I don't have any regrets for all the things that I've gotten rid of this past few days. I now have an almost completely clear floor, which is very different than it was a few days ago. I still have a lot of paper, papers to go through from things that I brought from my office that were sitting in filing cabinets. Um, so that's just a big pain. But that rest of the stuff is just out of the way. And, you know, it's it's clearing the way for me to make these decisions about where I want to be now and what I want to do now and be associated with now. And I even set up a little section in this room that I'm currently organizing, decluttering, where this is basically like my home office space. I have set up basically what I would consider like a very Instagrammable workspace like my computer desk is 
is pretty pretty sick. I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty it's pretty amazing. It's you know, it's like looking at it, it is one of those things of like if my younger self was to look at it or if I think other folks might look at it and they might go like, wow, like that's really kind of an aspirational thing. If you're into that, I don't know, sort of minimalist desk space with technology thing. But now that I have it, I understand what it takes to get it. And it's not so much like what it takes to acquire the things necessary to make like a really nice minimalist desk space. I'll just call it a high-end <laughs> desk space because I don't know. It's custom in that way, I guess. We can just call it custom. What it really represents more than the stuff that's there is is what's not there. That's the hard part. The hard part is letting go of the the other parts of you know the other stuff. The stuff that was in storage, the stuff that was just like, I was just holding on to. And it's, I don't even know the word for it, but it's its not sacrifice, It's but it's something like closely aligned with it. It's like, um, it's because it's difficult. You have to emotionally process letting go of certain things in order to really achieve like a, a minimalist space. And... You know, you have to sort of have a really clear intention about what you want to do with the space. And there's a there's a little there's a bunch of decisions that go through what should be there and what should and more important most importantly should not be there. So this office space is coming together. It's given me the opportunity to not have to make so many decisions about what to sell and you know listing all these different items online that are all different sizes and trying to figure which box they fit in and what to price it at and yada 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 um, and I want to move forward with some things that don't have that variety so it's much simpler to get into and you know just basically streamline that process streamline streamline and so I just want to say that uh, the, you know this is a continuation. I think what's going to happen is there's my next sort of areas of clutter are there's one more category of items that I've put all together that I need to I need to basically find a big box for it and I need to to find someone who wants all of it and ship it to one person all at once. Because it's all this like retro, very specific retro electronics. Um, but I want to just get it all out in one f one swoop. Because I was trying to list everything individually and it's just taking too long. I'm growing impatient <laughs> with that process. So I got to get rid of that. Um, there's a couple things that I've decided just to keep just because they're difficult to sell and um, yeah it's kind of one of those things that you know it's like I guess I could 
I don't know. It's like, I guess I'm just, as I'm saying that, I'm trying to think of like, well, could I put several of these things in one box and maybe sell them all at once? Maybe I'll do that. But I think what I'll end up doing is like, I'm going to keep some of it. Very, very, very limited amount. Um, and I'm going to donate um, some more things. So I just have like another, like, you know, I, w I always have a box for donations. A box is just a lot more full now. So, yeah. So there's that stuff. There's, there's a few like sort of loose ends in terms of things, but I even went through my closets and like this one closet I had was just like a complete, not a complete mess, but you know, stuff there. So I just got rid of a bunch of things. Some of the stuff in there was just boxes for things. And I finally just got rid of the boxes. Um, and made a lot more progress there. I do have to make a decision about uh, a camera that I have. That's this very beautiful camera that I created some videos and some photography with, but I have not used this camera in quite some time. And it's I think it's sort of shameful to have such nice equipment just sitting on a shelf not being used. So I may I have to make a decision about selling this camera because you know as i'm simplifying everything it's just that's that's one of the things that's been on the table in the background um i actually have more than one camera uh so one of them i'm definitely getting rid of um i think <laughs> unless i can repurpose it for like the things i'm selling but i don't think so so um it's like a little one of those action cameras kind of a thing. So I think that is going and I, I'm going to have to make a decision about what to do with this other camera that I have and the camera equipment that goes with that because I still have boxes and things like that that go along with it. So the camera thing is going to be a real like that's going to be the next like big emotional hurdle I think for me to decide to keep that or you know find space to actually use it or finally just let it go let it go let someone else who has passion and drive and will actually use this stuff on a regular basis have it um then i have the, yeah have the office paperwork to go through which i'm just i'm not looking forward to it's just you know I don't know, hundreds of little decisions, what to do with this piece of paper, get rid of it, whatever. And as I'm doing that, it's just like simplifying the business itself, which generated all that paperwork. So if the business is much simpler, then there's not need for as much variety of paperwork. So I've been making steps on that, simplifying that which means offering less products and services, which is a whole thing as well. But I'm actually making a lot of progress on that. And I'm just like, I'm looking at it as, as I'm saying it. So I'm not looking forward to it, but that's a thing. And then the other thing I was trying to say is like, with this space, with this office space, when I walk in, I have um, like a little shelf 
And what I've done there is I've put the three books that I've kept that I will see every time I walk into the room or walk out of the room because they're right there. So it's again another way of like making that really accessible and sort of setting the intention for what I want to spend my time learning. So hopefully I'll get through the rest of this stuff fairly quickly. The paperwork thing, I don't know, but it's just finding the sort of mental space and now that I have, you know, created more and more of it. So just starting to deal with that and it's just, you know, start at, start with one paper at a time and sometimes it goes faster than you think it's going to go. So, you know, and then the lack of distractions around me, less likelihood I'm just going to get distracted and do something else because I've gotten rid of so many distractions. It's not even funny. So I think that's it for today. I think that's like a good attempt to sort of shorten this down a little bit. I wanted to talk sort of aspirationally about some of the things that are coming in the future, but I think that I'll hold that off into another episode. So, you know, hopefully listening to me persevere through this decluttering process may be helpful to you. And um, I'm getting to that point where it's like, you know, Pretty soon, I'm not going to have things in storage, like at all. Like, I'm basically going to have tools, you know, that I need occasionally to work on things. And, like, a few boxes for the things that I know that I need to, not need to keep the boxes for, but that I will be letting go of at some point. So I do keep the boxes in those scenarios. Um, yeah. So some of those are, you know, so there'll be a few of those, but really not much else, which is a really interesting thing. Even when it comes to paperwork, I plan on scanning mostly everything except for a few like sort of backup documents that it's good to have in print, but that's going to be so far in between compared to what I've had previously. So, um, and then the other thing that's going to happen is I think just continuing to move forward towards this digital decluttering process. So it's simplifying what I'm doing. So I'm, you know, not wasting time learning things that are not f focused on my core mission um, and, you know, the core skills that I'm building to advance my career in business. Um, staying really, really f tightly focused on those things as much as possible for a lot of reasons, you know, like reducing stress and, and help me get out of like the feeling of being like a beginner programmer, you know, or a junior programmer, like having this one book to go through and, and having the space and time to do that, you know, and only working on projects that's will also help me learn those same skills. 
So, um, yeah, I would love to get to inbox zero. I haven't been to inbox zero in years. <laughs> so, you know, there's still a bunch of dig digital decluttering. So I think we'll end up talking about a lot about that kind of stuff as well. But yeah, it's, it's getting there. So a little rambly as always. But if you do appreciate this, uh, let me know. Um, for those of you who sort of have commented in the Anchor or Spotify app, um, if let me know because I I'm considering either having a Patreon, which is a good way to communicate. Um, I think that's what I'm considering the most. Um, where you don't even have to donate, like you know, you can just sort of interact that way where there's a little bit easier interaction, easier interact, easier, easier interaction. I know that was so hard. Um, otherwise, like I was looking into Discord a little bit, but Discord can get a little bit like social media-y where, you know, if you're joining like too many Discords, it just kind of creates more sort of clutter that way. So. I'm a little apprehensive about Discord, but I'd like to hear your thoughts, you know, um, if you have preference for one or the other. Um, I do like the simplification or the simplicity of Patreon because it's just, it's just about the interaction between, you know, me and, and you listeners, basically, who want to just have a little more community um, around these kind of topics so again I mean the discord thing is pretty cool it allows for a lot of flexibility there but it it just can become really social media -y, so I'm a little bit hesitant for that so let me know what you think about that um, if you're listening on Apple podcasts um, I appreciate you listening as well thank you so much um, if you care to leave a five-star review that's amazing and a nice comment those things are always nice to have and helpful and it kind of just lets me know if you want me to continue this you know i mean this is basically episode 100 um i think there was a couple episodes that maybe got put into draft mode or unpublished or something but this is essentially episode what number 100 so, you know, so far, like the comments and the sort of positivity around, you know, folks who have interacted with me on um, the, you know, the ways that they can, if they found my YouTube channel that I haven't posted anything in a while, or if they found uh, the Anchor app to comment on or through Spotify or, or through Apple uh, podcasts have left a review, like, these are all things that have inspired me to keep going and keep making podcasts and keep sharing this process. So if you want me to continue this, it's kind of like, you let me know. Let me know. A hundred episodes was a major accomplishment, is a major accomplishment uh, for me. Not something I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if I really thought I was going to be able to do this many, so... It's pretty interesting.
pretty cool. So thanks for listening as always. Till next time.